Well, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Shocking Lurid Tawdry, A History of American Scandals. I'm Mark Pikert. And I'm Casey Howe. And today we're going to bring you the scandals that America has not forgotten that have, in fact, been airing on our TVs for weeks now, for months. Yes, yes. Yes, months. Yes, that's months, depending on when, when we release this, but months. You can so you can go, you can watch all of the things we talk about. So if you get this episode, you're like, no, no spoilers. Go back. They're all available. So they're all available. Watch them. Uh, and these are the ones that have been really front and center. And you know, I think it's interesting for these, Mark, because they don't necessarily fall into our wheelhouses. But we still have personal connections. At least I have personal, not personal connections, but connections to these types of scandals because I lived through them. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to Bring Me a Unicorn, the episode where we examine the recent TV series We Crashed the Dropout and Super Pumped. Yes, welcome. The mayhem that was Silicon Valley in the. 2010s and i just look i love a series with some accents and there's a lot of uh Ooh, so much to work with going so on much to work with vocally so, let's start with probably the best known okay. of the three which is elizabeth holmes theranos and hulu's the dropout yes which was first ABC's podcast also of the same name. <laughs> Two seasons of that, by the way. Listen uh, to it. Check, you, check. You may remember Elizabeth Holmes uh, from her black turtlenecks, messy bun, and talking like Mira Sorvino in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Yes. And um, which was a choice for her um a dramatic choice i assume that she you know just took on this new role and decided i needed a new voice for it because yeah. why else would you do that but um yes elizabeth holmes um who you know you may have seen her now if you're if you're more of a young in um in a new much softer look as she enters the courthouses but yes, we all knew her as um, the female Steve Jobs, as people like to say it, only in appearance, only in appearance. Yes. yes so unfortunately. Very quickly, in case just to get you all up to speed, Elizabeth Holmes claimed to have invented a new medical technology that only takes one drop of blood and you can run as many medical tests on that one drop as you could possibly imagine. Uh, she called it the Edison, the Edison that was the and device, yes. That was the device. They partnered with Walgreens, and the device never actually existed. Yes. In working yes. order. Uh, um, or really in any order. There in, was no... Yeah. I think they I think they had made a the box, like the container. Yes. They like had, had worked out the plastic logistics. Of, but thanks, but to, yeah. thanks to some whistleblowers, they, it was quickly revealed via the Wall Street Journal that they were using rival machines to run all of their tests. Correct. And they, uh, you know, lied to a lot of people, cancer patients. Yes. And they took <laughs> a lot of people's money. And it is a prime example of 
getting away with something because people really want to believe. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It is a very um, fake it until you make it type of situation, which um, I think there is a place for that. There's absolutely, you know, exude confidence and be sure of yourself and, you know, really go for it. But I also think at some point um, you must deliver and not only deliver, but not knowingly lie about what you're saying you're able to do, particularly when it, when it comes to medical things. If you're like, oh, we can this and, you know, something lighter, if you will, number one in business, you should never lie about capabilities, but in general, just a good principle. But in particular, this community, it was um, not well received and um, really dangerous and hurtful to many, many individuals because of the tests that they supposedly ran because not only, so it wasn't so much a problem when they did fake, like not, or when they said, look, we're not, or, or, okay, we're going to, you're, you think you're going to do an Edison test, but we're actually going to ship it out and do a test on a, on a different machine. Those test results were actually reasonably viable. Not great because it was such a small sample, but they would take more blood at some times. And then you could actually get a, a sample. The biggest problem in my opinion was when they actually ran tests on the Edison and they were not reliable tests. So they gave a lot of false positives, false negatives. Yes. Um, and for really, really significant um, cases, yes, cancer patients, um, women who were pregnant with very dangerous um, diseases involved in their pregnancies. Some um, false HIV positives. Yes, yes, false HIV positives. Um yeah. So it was, it was not, they were really aggressive about it. It'd be one thing to be like, so how's your iron count today? Like, yeah, it's yeah. fine. I mean, not for an anemic patient, but you get my point. The, yeah. So it's we have a, an average one. We have uh, what is increasingly the trend, which is a dramatized TV adaptation of a podcast that tells the true story right. uh, mm -hmm. where I think that the dropout falters significantly in presenting the story is you are never certain of how the show feels about Elizabeth Holmes. It's a good point. Because she is frequently presented as, especially in the early episodes, as someone who has gotten in over her head and is just faking it until she makes it. And there's mm -hmm. no real sense until possibly the very end that she has chosen to just throw all in on deceiving everyone regardless of the consequences correct yeah i think that doesn't really come in until <clears throat> towards the end of the series um i agree with some of the the shifts that the character takes and you know everything's fine and then all of a sudden you know i um, particularly with her scenes with tyler when you know someone's in the room and then someone leaves the room and you're like oh okay you know one um, of the whistleblowers tyler's one of the, yes uh, one, of the one of the whistleblowers jules's grandson Yes, yes. So another issue that I found with that particular series and that particular scandal um, was also the selection of people she took money from, um, which is a little different than the other two that we'll discuss of whose money it was. Now, I get that it's generally all an individual's money at some point down the chain, 
Um, but for Elizabeth Holmes, she really went out and sought out the individuals who she fundraised from, um, specifically large fam or like family estate type things. So they were, yes, very wealthy people, very much people that sure should have known, should have done this. Um, but she got a lot of what would be sort of A-list investors to sign on early. And then, well, if so-and-so's doing it, we'll do it. And that really carried over into the momentum, not only in the first, because first round investing, sure, anything's possible. Why not? Woo! And you can, you might get your money back. You might never see that again. That's sort of the idea of angel investing, if you will. It's pre-unicorn phase, just to get your terms right, Mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We start with angels and then we get to unicorns. It's really a um, beautiful world. Um, so uh, fictional yeah. world. These fictional. don't exist. <laughs> Pure fiction. So that was part of the problem um, or that she got herself into really was who she was taking money from and the fact that um, they could sue her individually, which is fun. Yeah, because yeah. they're individuals. So, yeah. Now, I will say, for all of my issues with the with the show's reluctance to have a point of view when it comes to Elizabeth Holmes, uh, which includes there are moments of apology in the series for her, where it comes across as, oh, you know, uh, absolutely what she did was so wrong. But also it's really hard to be a woman in Silicon Valley. Yeah. And also she was <laughs> raped in college. Right. And that sounds very, that sounds very yeah, glib. Sorry, I know. That sounds very glib when I say it. It is not much less glib in the series. No, it's very unaddressed. It's, it's there and then it's always lurking in the back. And then it's never really brought up again until the end when she has a moment. And I want to get your take on this, Casey. Uh, she's done a terrible job of apologizing for some mistakes that the company has made. Mm -hmm. And I believe this might be the finale, if not the finale, the penultimate episode. Mm -hmm. And she's speaking to her mother and she says, uh, basically, remember when I was raped in college and you spoke to me and said, just forget it, just bury it and forget it. Do you think that forgetting something is the same thing as lying about it? And so my interpretation mm -hmm. of the scene was, she was using that trauma as an excuse that she had trained herself to ignore anything bad and just persevere regardless. Other two other people in my life interpreted mm -hmm. that moment as her blaming her mother for her mistakes because her mother gave yeah. her the advice. Then now all of this is her mother's fault. Yes. Okay. So, so great point. I think my first gut reaction is yes, she's passing the blame. I think that's one of the things that does come through with the episode. She's and, and I think with just um, some of what I, you know, listen to in the podcast and whatnot, the, that it's a, that's a big thing with her is she sort of just keeps passing the blame. Well, that's not my, pro that's not my department. That's Sunny, yes. I didn't do that. The technician did it. I didn't say that. So and so said it. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't change the header on this document. So and so changed the header. Well, did you tell them to change the header on this document? Yes. Well, oh, I can't recall. You know, it's it's a lot of. So she does have a have a kick. You know, kick the blame down. No, kick the whatever. Anyway, <laughs> kick the can. Kick, kick the, the can. blame. Kick the blame down the road. Yeah, well, um, she did yes. Yes. So I did, did not read in that she was, I didn't read in that she was linking the trauma to it. I think I totally agree with you that that is 
um, was never addressed. You could have linked it and get gotten a little sympathy from the audience, but I think they do kind of blame the mom for that. And then they're like, well, she's kind of weird, but why is she weird? You know, they don't allow for sort of an extra layer for her, but yet they don't say, okay, we're just going to make her into a villain, you know? So I think they, they miss the mark a little bit on that. So, and I think how that comes I, across. I think what's so interesting in this era of TV is we have the dropout where we're unsure of how the show feels about Elizabeth Holmes. Mm-hmm. Was she a victim who got caught up in her own lies and couldn't mm-hmm. see her way out? Was she a manipulator who was in it for profit? Yeah. Uh, and you compare that to We Crashed, where yes. there's no apologizing for Adam <laughs> and his wife, Rebecca. There is, it is a very straight-faced, they are such outrageous characters, real-life characters, that mm-hmm. it is almost a straight-faced satire. Yes, yes. It's a, that's a great juxtaposition. And you know from the onset where the producers and the writers stand on this. Like, he is ridiculous from the start. Although I do have a friend that's like, oh, he's so charming. I was like, keep watching. <laughs> so what I, what I find so fascinating is by... So we both watched the initial documentary called We Crashed, mm-hmm. which talks about Rebecca, Adam Newman's wife, uh, a bit... She's not as front and center in the documentary as she is in the series. Very correct. And for me, what became very apparent as I watched We Crashed is Jared Leto does, you know, a pitch perfect impression of Adam Newman. Um, I find his performance slightly deadened because of the contacts that he wears to change his eye color. That's a good point. Yeah, there was something odd about him. I couldn't figure it out, but you're right. That was probably it. It doesn't fit. <laughs> and when you when you see footage of the real Adam, he's much more animated. He's much more mm-hmm. loose. And you yeah. never get that from Jared Leto. But who the fuck is watching Jared Leto in We Crash when <laughs> Anne Hathaway yes! is right goddamn there? Because Anne Hathaway does, I think, an exquisite job of walking an incredibly fine line between... Mm-hmm absolutely mercilessly mocking Rebecca and playing it completely straight. I agree. So I think that, and this is a nice juxtaposition to talk about right after Elizabeth too, is that there are moments in that series where you do have a moment of, poor Rebecca. You have those moments. They give you those moments and she acts it so perfectly. And you're right. That's where she just goes straight down the line of, you know, I'm in this terrible situation. And most of it has to do with, you know, emotionally and their relationship of where she and and her own personal um, ambitions, really. Yes. So when when you first meet her, she's uh, a yoga instructor. She was Mm -hmm. an actress. She decides to pursue acting again. And she's watching her husband become incredibly successful with this, with WeWorks. And Mm -hmm. her career is not going anywhere and she's not doing anything. And she... That is an immediately identif- uh, universal feeling of yes. feeling left behind by someone that you're in a relationship with because of yes. their career success. What makes it almost a black comedy is the way that Rebecca goes about asserting herself and finding <laughs> success, which is firing people who upset <laughs> her or think less of her in the office because of their vibes. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. ultimately ousting her friend and becoming the chief marketing officer. Yes. 
and creating yes. a school. Yeah, yeah. She goes off the rails. And it's so funny because, and I, I'm not funny, but it's it's interesting because rather than, and I don't, I think it's an interesting commentary that they let that they let her have. And again, Anne Hathaway's performance in this is just amazing. It's just amazing. Like her evolution and who she becomes and the voice that she does and yeah. all of it is just, you see her flip, flip back and forth, right? Between, you know, in this, in this thing, you know, Adam really believes and you see her sort of flip back and forth between, okay, yeah, I'm with you. And then, but you know, you're full of shit, right? And then she goes, but I'm with you. I'm with you. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm totally with you. And then, but you know, you're crazy, right? Like I, she keeps waiting for him to break, you know? And, and what, yes, what I, so. So, what I find so revealing about the relationship as it's portrayed here is she sees through him more than most, but she's mm -hmm. charmed by it. Yes. Yes. And eventually like, people are charmed by him in spite of his eccentricities. And I think that she's charmed by him because of them. Yes. I think that's a great point. And so there's a, a real folia happening yeah. where they yeah. both just feed each other's insatiable egos yes. and desires and yes. uh, bad ideas. But, yeah. That just, you're brilliant. Yes. And it's so, it's interesting. You're <laughs> There are going to be a lot of accents oh, on this yes. episode. So do the do the, do the I am the soul of the company because that is oh I've cringy. Been, all this time I've been fighting for the soul of the company, and I realized I don't have to. I am the soul of the company, and it's that like deadpan. Dead. Perfect. She's serious. She's perfect. Yes, and you initially want to laugh, much yeah. like when I bartended for one night and I asked a woman uh, if I could get her another glass of wine. And I'm so sorry, I forgot what you were drinking. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me dead faced and said, so did I. And I laughed because I thought she was joking and she was <laughs> not. She was actually quite put out that I had bothered to ask her that. So bizarre. But you know what? I wasn't working for tips that night, so it doesn't matter. It's I called think training. That, yeah. No, I love training. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, Rebecca, they don't, they, you know, she has every opportunity and whether this was the right decision for her or not the right decision, but she has every opportunity to step in to a very powerful role as his wife. And she just keeps messing it up. That's kind of my thing with her of, I know she doesn't want to stand on the sidelines and she wants to be in the pictures and it's her ego that keeps getting in the way and she can't let go of that. And she can't actually be this selfless person that she yeah. portrays herself as. And it's that type of struggle, internal struggle, rather than just saying, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, your why I don't want to step into that role. I want a more powerful role. She won't come out and say it. Yes. And I think, and that's kind of the interesting thing and whether that, you know, whether women should or shouldn't be whatever you want, but, um, she definitely wavers back and forth and you keep wanting her to go, you know, just choose, choose. Are you his partner? Are you part of the business? Choose which, which one do you want? Yeah. Cause he does not care. <laughs> no, but what I find what one of the really lovely grace notes of that series is they never make fun of their genuine love for one another. Very true. They very are true. very much in love, and it yes. is not yes. anything That's other not than a joke. love. Yeah, 
It's yeah, not it opportunism. It's nothing like that. Like they are very, yeah. they are very united in a way yeah. that you do not see couples <laughs> on no. TV, but they are in each no. other's corners. And eventually they have a big blowout. And one of the reasons that that is one of the most affecting moments of the series is because we have established how the mutual respect and love and admiration that they have for mm -hmm. one another. So when mm -hmm. he accuses her of not inventing, creating anything, and he's given her mm -hmm. everything, that hurts because it's true, but he was very willing to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. so it feels a little bit like, but if she went to someone else and pitched the We Grow School and got the money, then she would have created it. She just happened to turn to her husband mm -hmm. to expand on his empire. And now he's holding that against her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic. And it's and of those, um, not that the Theranos company did not experience like the investors and the and the sorry, the employees um did not experience hardship because they did. Um, but the the series does not really show us that in Super Pumped, uh or so super sorry, that's good. In in We Crashed, they show us the impact of these individuals not only on the investors of what they're going to lose, but really of the individual people that they took along with them and made promises to. And then, I mean, those people got nothing. I mean, yeah. they nothing but debt because they had already spent it. I mean, those are real stories of people that, you know, bought the Birkin bag and bought that. And yeah. it's not their fault. They, everybody thought that that was cash in the bank and it's, you know, it's just, it have been. so I think it they show us that in the series, which I think, yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a, that was an interesting differentiation between the two of you got to see the impact on um, the employees who also really believed. And I really think, believed. I think that's why for me, we crashed is the best of these three mm -hmm. because one of the criticisms lobbed at these shows and not just these, but you know, inventing Anna and other things that we will sure. be talking about in future episodes. <laughs> Stay tuned. But one of the criticisms lobbed at these shows is they do the same thing that the media did at the time, which mm -hmm. is really focus on these charismatic leaders at the expense of their employees who mm got the brunt of the suffering. Mm -hmm. And We Crashed alone of these three really takes time. And you could argue that they needed to do more of it, but sure. they really take the time to show the fallout of these, of Adam's actions. Mm -hmm. Whether that's, you know, yeah. firing people who just <laughs> looked at her oddly in the hallway yeah. or the, oh, oh my gosh. God, the horrifying summer camp. Oh my gosh! Yes, all of the female employees confront her. Mm -hmm. I, okay, yes, I think we all can agree there should not be a fuck closet. <laughs> Great step. Yeah, and then well, and I, I mean, think the yeah, end, when, they address when it when mm -hmm. everything is falling apart, and you know she bought a Birkin bag. Yeah, and they were making He's plans, taking rides in helicopters to the Hamptons, and to yeah, yeah. yes. It's just, yeah. And I, they do, they build up the, you know, that the people around them of who was there from the start and the kind of crap you had to put up with to be there from the start. And, and for that many years, I mean, it took, that was not a quick turn. Yeah. Um, Theranos was a little quicker on rise and fall, but this one was a decent amount of time that they invested and 
just nothing. And that's one of the things that I think we forget with some of these bigger companies, or at least with the unicorns, that it's it's still a start. You don't know. And it really is dependent on the entrepreneurs and how much how much leeway they're given, but not in a, you know, but also as we saw in this one, there's only, and, and not to spoil, but, but in super pumped, the next one is you, you also realize how little some of these, what should be overseers can really do because they can't, you know, there's not a ton um, because of the ownership structure that they don't want to do it. Well, and so moving to Super Pumped, what what I found so riveting about Super Pumped is there is a real push-pull in watching this series, the story of Uber, the rise and fall of Uber, Mm -hmm. because he is destroying the monopoly that limousine and taxi commissions had, where people had to pay a million dollars for a for mm-hmm. a medallion in New York City to have a taxi cab. Mm-hmm. And then you spend years trying to crawl out from under that debt. And he yeah. was really putting the power back in the hands of the drivers. So you're really rooting for this disruptor to come in and create more job opportunities. But the way that he goes about it is both, is so aggressive and that's great mm-hmm. for getting the groundwork laid, but then there's no pulling back from that. Yeah, I think I think of the three shows, um, this one from a, uh, from a view of the entrepreneur standpoint, this one is the clearest on, he is the villain. He is the problem from the opening episode, whether his problem is his, his aggressive business tactics that screw everything up or, and not being able to have that nuance that you need as a company grows, but also, or his just sheer assholeness of his attitude and personality (laughs) like and they do not pull back from that and i'm not quite sure there's actually um uber's one of the ones that i'm not sure and i or at least i haven't watched any um documentary material or um so i haven't i'm assuming that it's out there somewhere but i at least have not seen it and watched it Super Pumped, uh, which is on Showtime, uh, was mm-hmm. based on a book called Super Pumped and is okay. now going to be an anthology series about the rise and falls of various companies. Got it. Okay. Okay. Cool. So yeah. One, I think, yeah. it's so, one, so it does not back off on Travis at all. Yeah. He is he is the bad one and we're going for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, Super Pumped is produced. Uh, Adam McKay is a producer. Mm-hmm. So there are all of the fabulous Adam McKay touches. Yes. My favorite was reducing the battle for Uber to exist in New York City into a video game where Mayor Bill <laughs> de Blasio was the final boss who had to be defeated. And it was a very elegant way of telling that story mm-hmm. in the least amount of time possible because that was a huge get for Uber. Yes. Yes. I think, I think that this of the three, I will say just straight storytelling of getting the most information in and understanding this 
a relatively complicated process that Uber had to undertake. Yes. Not that WeWork didn't, but they sort of glazed over the issues in real estate and how that was a problem. They were just like, yeah, rent. Okay. But this one dug in enough. And I just, I, you know, Adam McKay's storytelling, I think this is the best one as far as storytelling is concerned. Yeah. And another mm -hmm. one where you kind of saw the fallout of their decisions on the people, on the employees. So yes. whether that's the drivers being promised something and then not mm -hmm. getting it or mm -hmm. people in the office, the mm -hmm. poor women in that office mm -hmm. who were being sexually harassed and yeah. had, were just basically told, well, we can transfer you to a lesser you department. You can quit. The problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that one too, that one dives into a little bit more because it takes place, well, not that Dropout takes place in Silicon Valley as well, but more, um, no offense, but in the Valley. Um, yeah. Uh, Super Pump takes place in San Francisco, which is where the Valley moved at this time. So the Valley was, um, you know, you'd Google Apple, all of that. That started in Silicon Valley in the Mountain View, Cupertino area. Of, so basically south of San Francisco for anybody who wants to know um, in the South Bay. And what happened was once some of these companies got started and got bigger, everybody moved to San Francisco. So by 2010, 2012, all of these companies had home bases in San Francisco, with the exception of the ones who already had big campuses in Silicon Valley, like Google and whatnot. Yeah. So the the atmosphere in San Francisco became very, very tech heavy, very, very bro heavy, very, very fast paced. You know, the, um, you know, the break it I, idea that, you know, that Travis's, well, I can't remember what his saying is now, or if he probably stole it from somebody else, but um, move fast and break things or something like that That's was absolutely. That was Facebook. Oh, there you go. Okay. He, you know, he quoted it. Which he quoted it. So all of that, all of that, you know, who can be better than who, all of that was just rife within San Francisco in particular, sure, the Bay Area, but really the city proper. And that really comes through, in my opinion, in Uber, in their space, in their office, what he does, the, um, you know, lack of any of anyone stopping anybody. So um, that, that really was rampant. It really, so just for anybody, again, I, you know, having lived there and school there and all of that, it's like, that was, that was it. Like, that was the thing. Like, that's what was happening. And so we have three series where no one questions Elizabeth Holmes. Mm -hmm. No one really questions Adam until mm -hmm. O.T. Fag Benley's character shows up and is like, he copyrighted the word we, <laughs> sold it to the company for uh, several yes! million dollars. Yes! I think when his character comes in, you see that, oh, wait, maybe Adam's goals are not as altruistic as he has been portraying them. Yes. You know, you get that sense from him. I think that Travis is really transparent about his goals. He's like, I actually, sure, I care about revolutionizing the industry, but in only to enable myself to make money. Period. And throughout Super Pumped, Kyle Chandler as the VC mm -hmm. uh, uh, main investor routinely pushes back on Travis. Yes. But because the company is so successful, there's only so much that he can do. Yes. And, yes. The, and the way that, yeah. And the ownership the, structure. He can't, yes. he doesn't have, yeah. He can try and steer him, but yeah. And, yeah. and you're right. When it's success, there's not a whole lot that they can say until it goes badly. Yes. 
I mean, even with WeCraft, with uh, WeWork, everyone saw the writing on the wall, but because mm -hmm. of the structure of the business, Adam still had the majority share. Mm -hmm. And so he could outvote the board. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean we can't fire the entire board? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could call Elon. Call. <laughs> oh my God. The people they were pitching for that was amazing. Oh, and Barack. And well, Barack, Elon, yes. Elon's really more of a peer. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh my god, I was dying. He loved more of a peer. I mean, I love sure. He's appeared to all of us now because yeah. you know, on the same yeah. platform. Lest okay. we forget, there is some um, some heavy voice acting in Super Pump. Not yes! from Joseph okay. Gordon Lovett, who always sounds like your high school buddy pretending to be your dad on the phone. Uh-huh. 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 But from Uma Thurman as Ariana Huffington. Yes. With the wig and the accent and just Oh, it's so, it is such a fun performance from Uma Thurman in a way that yes. people don't allow her. Mm -hmm. Everything from that. And then also the personality. And I don't, again, I don't know if this was, if this is Ariana Huffington at all, but this whole motherly, like mama hen type yeah. of persona that she puts on for this for this guy, I think is just hysterical. It's just hysterical. She does such a great job with the performance. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, the dropout, we crashed and super pumped. Shocking, lurid, or tawdry? I think for me, the dropout is tawdry. Yes, there's, okay. There's okay. a lot of lying to mm -hmm. sick people. There's the whole secret relationship between Elizabeth and Which, Sunny. Oh, God, we didn't even get it. It's too Which, weird. That one's so, because I can't wrap my head around that no one. one. Yeah, knew. I'm going to go with you on that one. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm pretty sure they did. Cool. <laughs> mm. uh, we mm -hmm. Crashed, I think, mm -hmm. is probably uh, the most shocking just because. In every episode, my jaw would drop. Yes, I agree. Okay. Uh-huh. Where someone mm -hmm. would say something utterly outrageous. Yes. Yes. I, I can get behind that. And Super Pump, mm -hmm. I think, is lurid just because of, like, the the Vegas party. Yeah. No, that's true. That one gets, that one definitely goes into the lurid because you're just like, ew. There's, there's. How, the whole thing is unseemly. Him in the back of the cab with, oh, or in the back of an Uber with a woman, yes. and then uh, yelling at the Uber driver. Which I was excited that they gave the fallout of that for his girlfriend at the time to not be like, I can't believe you yelled at him, rather than because I thought she was going to come in and they were going to like, oh, they're not even going to address the fact that he was clearly cheating yeah. on her, and she. Yeah. She nailed it. She was just like, um, this is embarrassing. And he's like, I know, the business. And she's like, no. It's <laughs> embarrassing because you are openly cheating on me. And now it's on video. And it's yeah. not even, I don't even think he was in another city. It was in San Francisco. Yeah, that was yeah. lurid. So, lurid. That one's a good one. Good, Very... good ratings, Mark. Look, I, I very much enjoyed watching all of them. I think that my issues with the dropout bump it to third. Mm -hmm. For me, I, agree. Um, I think we crashed. There's just so much that they didn't have to embellish. Yes, that's true. Like That's just, true. There are so many moments where it's just so outrageous. And 
they really have even the fictionalized things like uh we didn't even talk about rebecca starring in three sisters oh my gosh and doing the accent and tony winner julie white is there as the director so it's like where oh it's so much it's so much we didn't even get in yeah the school the whole th- yeah mm-hmm. yeah but mm-hmm. if you have not watched any of the three, I uh, highly recommend mm-hmm. taking a weekend and just binging all three mm-hmm. of them. Yes. You'll learn all about the mythical creature that is or is not a unicorn. <laughs>